everybody, and welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. This is episode 51, and I'm your host, Jeff Glucker. And joining me, as is usually the case, is my podcast partner in crime, Blake Zesty-Wrong. Ooh, Zesty. Blake, how are you doing? Am I, am I going to have to be one of those beefcakes in a craft like salad dressing commercial now? Uh, yeah. Sweet. You always have been. I have been always beefcake. Um, well, apparently we decided to take last week off. Yeah. But we're both home now, so we should be good for a little bit. Um, and we're bringing it back to old school podcasts because we're drinking beer tonight. Yes. Let's go clink, clink yeah. to in front of the mic so we can hear it. See? Yeah, look at Truth. that. I, Truth I am stone. drinking Anchor Steam because I, I haven't had this in a while. It's good stuff. And, and I brought over drinking... some uh, Stone's new go-to IPA. Now, which... what, is, what is that? Like, Is that like a less hoppy? No, it's not IPA less hoppy. It's, uh, so it's, it's a session IPA, which is really popular right now. Right. Session IPAs are less... They have less alcohol in them, okay. so you can drink more of them in a session. That's where the term session beer comes from. Oh. Just lower alcohol, but it doesn't lose any flavor. It's only 4.5%. Okay. But so it's, it's nice and hoppy, and uh, it's, it's decent. I've had better session IPAs, but it's nice to see Stone. It's a good go-to, uh, isn't yeah. it, Jeff? Yes, it is a good yeah. go-to. Um, we have no guests this evening besides ourselves, our beer, and podcast producer, Zach Klapman. How are you doing, Zach? Hello. Hi. So. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to sip my beer there. Um, but so it's just we're also, at, we're also at my place. Yeah. This is at, the first we're also time. At Podcast Palace B. Yeah. Oh, nice. I didn't even nice. mean that for Blake, but there we go. It's true. Yeah. This is. Um, there are no wiener dogs around. Right. I'm Podcast no Palace D because yeah. of dogs. And dogs. Too much makes noise. sense. Um, but so. let's dive dive right in like we always do. We right. normally start off talking about new car stuff. But so let's talk about new cars. Well. Don't we have new cars out? It, I was going to say, it's been pretty quiet on the new car news front, minus everything going wrong with GM, and yeah. some random spy shots popping up on the web. The only bit of new car news that I want to even bring up, just because it's interesting and different than the normal stuff we talk about, you know, because we're in the wake of Geneva and we're too early for New York, uh, an auto journalist just wound up on The Tonight Show. Yes, he did. That's pretty and amazing. It's, it's Jimmy Fallon, and it's kind of both hilarious and pathetic to see every major automaker stumble over themselves trying to trying to go for uh, Fallon's vote and buying a pickup truck. But not truck. surprising. Not surprising, because they're all basically chasing Fallon like he's the prom queen, and they're all horny teenagers. Well, and, they're um, smart to do it because the new host of The Tonight Show, and I, he's hit the gate. You know, he's coming out of the gate running. Everything yeah. I've read has been positive about the show. He's 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 a funny dude. I mean, if you only know him from messing up SNL skits, you should give him a shot. All because of them. He, he really Damn cut it. his teeth on uh, the late show. Or what was it? Uh, the late late night late, late night show, right? Late like, whatever. something. Whatever. Seth I Meyer's like Craig Ferguson. Anyway, oh, <laughs> who likes Craig? That's Ferguson? racist. Craig Ferguson. Craig um, Ferguson. What a but hero. But so Larry Webster, editor-in-chief. Larry Webster, who, who I have to say never ages, because I remember him in Car and Driver having the same picture, and he's the vampire. He is the vampire. He did one of those child's play deal with the devil things. Yeah, yeah. Where he where he looks, as Ben Wadilla said, like a rugby player. So. He, looks, he looks like a Stepford husband. He does look like a Stepford husband. He did, dre- he did dress fancily. Uh, yeah. He, Zach's shaking his head. I thought he looked nice. I thought he looked like it was 1958. Oh. That one wasn't funny. Uh, Fallon was trying. The pumpkin thing was kind of funny. Cohen was the funniest one of the, of the three. There's really not much to bounce off of because you got a you got a car guy there, and you know us car guys aren't exactly known for being hilarious, except me because I'm yourself. awesome. But um, and this comedian posing as an auto journalist over here. Don't drag us down into your <laughs> depressed, sad, quiet. Room. I, hey, hey, no, I'm not I'm not Jack the Ripper. But anyway, we uh, but you know I think I think he did all right 
I think he did really well, and I think I it's think he did hard right. as hell to be on The Tonight Show, because I would probably poop myself. I wouldn't poop myself. And that's the sort of thing Conan does, but not Fallon. I wouldn't poop myself, and I can honestly say, and I, I don't care what anybody thinks, I think I would do well in that seat. I would know way less about trucks. Than I think you would do well, me, Jeff. But I would respond well, and I'd wind up being in Jimmy Fallon's lip sync contest by the end of the episode. Jeff, you're also a, you're also a stepford husband. I think you would do well. I'm I'm a kept man. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's the only yes. thing I have in new car news, and there's so many more other interesting things to talk about that has been happening since we took a week off. So screw new car news this week. In terms of the news part, let's dive into what we've been driving and let's just kick it along. And I'm going to start off with something because apparently it's your job to keep topping my press car list every week. Because what did you just Next say? week I'm driving the space shuttle, Jeff. I, I wouldn't be yeah, surprised. Yeah, the Endeavor. Point. We're going back to the moon. Whatever. You be Bullock, <laughs> I'll be Clooney. Even though that means I die. Sorry, spoiler. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen Gravity. I haven't. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> I thought it was known. I, I mean, it's kind of known. It is known. Clooney died. Um, oh. what, what did you just drive? I drove the Diamond BMW 1M, which is probably the best car I've driven this year, even though it's kind of early this year. Uh, what, what's the specs? Specs, what's the story? It's around, 400, around 450 horsepower, twin turbos. Good God. Um, the wheelbase is basically the size of my Miata, and it's, it's awesome. Because I've never driven a 1M before, but Be this car running. is incredible. Oh, man, this car is great. It's uh. a... 450, and is, is there lag, or is it nicely like a twin scroll unit? Where no, 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 here's what happens. When I, two when, tiny little turbos? When I, uh, when I launched, I was driving with our friend Corey Burns, who's awesome, and um, we, were at a, we were at the intersection of Sepulveda and Wilshire, and I launch it, and the car just goes, it's, first of all, the car's not that loud when you're just driving around town. It's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, refined and laid back, and then you launch it, and it goes, it just hits redline in like half a second. And the traction control light's coming on, you feel the rear end like squirming and everything, and you're just out of there. You the just tra- go. Traction control doesn't know what it's doing at that yeah. point. It's like you get a little bit of build up, and then like all of a sudden, like the hand of God just shoves you down the road. It's nice. crazy. And then the best part is it's got enough torque that you can just bog down to sick no matter what and just kind of save, quote unquote, a bit of gas. A Which, bit you know, of gas. Yeah, that sounds yeah. fantastic. What does it cost, do you know? Oh, you know, I've actually got the spec sheet right here. I think oh. it's a nineteen thousand dollar package because it also comes. Well, that's not. It also comes with the S three package is sixteen thousand seven hundred nineteen dollars for the engine tuning. It's twelve thousand one hundred ninety four. Ooh, for and tuning. For, yeah, because you get you get the stage four engine software, which and you get the twin twin turbos, the exhaust intake. Whoa, okay, so you get you get everything. And you know what? Hold you, on, though. Let me see. Let me just look at that spec sheet. Well, okay. what you really pay for is the okay. So the software is, the is just twenty five hundred. Right, but the software right. is the toughest part about this. So you also get, um, and then you get the suspension, which rides really hard, but it's a racing suspension, would you expect? It's basically like a Dynan revalved custom Coney coilover, and um, it's twenty four ninety nine, which really is pretty average for like a really great coilover kit. Yeah, once you get into uh, you know expensive European vehicles, the, I mean, to make more power and do it a complete right, it's going to be expensive. Right. So that's not insane at all. And Dynan also gives you a warranty that matches the manufacturer. That's huge. We, we had Steve on the TST podcast, and it was really cool to listen to him talk, and the guy is super knowledgeable and really believe. I mean, obviously believes, but he's like, yeah, our stuff's a little more expensive, 
but that's because like our intake's carbon. The replica of ours is like you pay composite. you pay for like the engineering and research you, background. Yeah, and and he said cracking BMW like they have like four guys I think that just do software hacking. They have like what parts. seven computers on the car or something like that. I heard the yeah. podcast and it was really it was a, a really podcast. good background for it. Yeah. Steve seems like a really cool dude. Corey has like a gigantic hard on for him. <laughs> so um, you also get actually you. Um, the, the badges and the plaque are included. So and that's important, actually, for those cars, the badges. That's kind of an odd thing with the uh, DNs, because don't people just slap them on and fake them? Oh, yeah. But they're never placed exactly where they place well, them. It, I saw an E34 M5 today with a Dynan license plate frame, and I was like, eh, it could go both ways. Yeah, because the license plate frame is a little more low-key. Yeah, but actually, you do get the you do get a four-year, 50,000-mile warranty with the, this car, and... It's oh here here you go. It's four hundred forty four horsepower, four hundred fifty pound feet of torque at three thirty three hundred RPM, which is awesome. Well, because I've driven a one M and drove for a week. Yeah, but it's my question quick. is, how hard is it to find a one M right now? They uh, can find them on eBay. Seven hundred here, right? They're about MSRP still. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's not surprising. MSRP. That's this sucks. car. This what car is, is MSRP six, for a one M. Like fifty five. Oh, that sounds about right. This car had six thousand miles on it. I I think six or sixty. Six. Okay. And I think. Uh, Dynan bought it new or something like that, so it's um it's a wonderful car. What did they make? Does anybody remember? Like seventeen hundred, and I think only like six hundred came to America. Huh. So it's really rare. Huh. Huh. But <laughs> I will tell you one thing: when when I was driving out on the Canyon Roads, the um the clutch is really great for just around town traffic, and then really? when, you, when the shifter the shifter actually feels like any other BMW shifter from the nineties. It's it's still really good, but it's good. It's good, but it's not that big of a deal, and then. It's the most agile car you've ever driven. Like, you move the Instant. wheel, like, half an inch, and then just, boom. You and don't even feel the car rotating. It just goes. And that's, it's incredible. that's the car, though, right? That, like, that's not the, the Demon stuff. That's, that's the, the car, car, but it's probably also the Demon suspension. Because they probably didn't mess with the rack, did they? I don't know, but the stock one I drove, when I drove up in the canyons, and I felt like I was driving an Evo. I felt like it had all-wheel drive, because the front end bike was so good, and it was so responsive, and the steering rack was, like, so perfectly timed. So I doubt they mess with that at all. Huh. Yeah, but really even the e- Evo is hard to hard to drive competently because you you go through a corner and it, it's initial understeer, then a lot of oversteer, then the track control catches itself, and then the turbo lag, and then it and then you launch. Oh, I mean that that's so, different. I just meant as far as front end grip goes, it felt all wheel drive. Oh so yeah, sticky and, and these are these are pretty modest tires too. I believe these are like. Um, I gotta check. I think it's like 295 is the back. Oh, here we go. Um, 275 in front, 295 in the back. It's big. It's pretty big for the car, but, you know, for a car with 450 horsepower or something like that, you'd think it'd be like 305s or something. But that that wasn't your horsepower limit recently. You went higher. What else did you get from from merry old England? You had something. Oh, yeah, I did. I got the uh, Jaguar XKRS GT. That's the one with the wing. That's the one with the ridiculous wing. It, it looks, looks so looks stupid, stupid, right? Stupid as hell. They, God, I can't believe I was driving that thing. They made like thirty. They made thirty of those things, and they're one hundred seventy-four thousand dollars. That's crazy. That's insane. Honestly, you're gonna pay that much to look like like a a guy with a Mitsubishi Eclipse during hot import nights. And it's no more power, right? It's it's is a it bit more power. power. I I forgot the figures off the top of my head, but it really is. Um, the front end looks like a robotic catfish because mm-hmm. it's got those canards on it, and then the rear end looks like a. Uh, you know, an eclipse, like I said, and then the front carbon fiber splitter. Like I drive a lowered car every day; I'm used to it. But that car scrapes over things that my car doesn't even. It's just the most heartbreaking <laughs> sound. People from three blocks away are going like, "Oh!" 
And it's a carbon fiber splitter, so that's not going to be cheap. Also, I was talking to the people, at, the fine folks at Creative, and they were like, when we got the car, we had to install the bumper, and it took eight hours. Oh, God. Yeah. But the car is awesome. It drives incredibly well. It's, it's, um, it's good around town, too, because the ride's... You know, this is actually if you keep after, it out of all the sport modes, it's, it's a little bit quieter. Yeah, the ride, I mean, the ride is coming from the dine-in, and that was at, like, five, basically, on adjustability, and that thing punished. But the Jaguar wasn't that bad around town, hmm. ride-wise, and then, like, it was quick. Yeah, exactly. It still has to be a Jag. And it's still factory too. Yeah. Nice, nice. And, um, um, if you can find an XKRS, that's basically the ultimate XK, and I've always liked the XKs. Right, and it's going bye-bye. It's going bye-bye. Um, it ha- actually handles really well. It's it's a great sports car. You really forget how big it is, and um, this the steering is the steering's very agile as well. You it's can very basically steer that car with the throttle. Yeah, it, exactly. I mean it's such a throttle on oversteer, just on off on off. That you put you put your steering where you want it, angle wise, and mm-hmm. then just the rest is all throttle. Yeah, which is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, exactly. That's a fun car. And put it in you put it in a dynamic mode, and it just screams and screams. It's crazy. It revs really fast too. It's only a six speed, which is dated by today's terms, right. but it, it shifts really, really fast. Yeah. That's Still, nice. you know? Yeah. Nice. 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 Mm. Um, I just got back from uh, Northern California. I drove the brand new Audi. The Audi. The Audi. A3 sedan. A3 sedan. The car aimed at hipsters. Was there a lot of bacon at that press launch? Um, no. Did they play? Uh, did they play a lot of two door cinema club? No, but I did get invited to the L.A. Audi launch party. Remember at Broke where they were going to have these hipster parties across the country? Oh, can, can, you, can you bring me as a guest? I, I really want to. I'm not going to be here. Oh. I, should, I mean, I, I'll pass along. Pa- you pass on the word because... Okay, because yeah. they said, uh, they told me who's playing and I forget. Um, Jan- Janelle's, I don't know. St. Vincent? No, Everything's St. Vincent these days. Um, but yeah, it's funny. When I was, re- I was reading that about the Audi hipster parties and then the day later I got an invite to one of the Audi hipster party uh, they don't parties. Be, they don't take me anywhere. But I went to the launch up in Northern <laughs> California. Um, so we're, was that on the track? Did you no, go the track no, 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 no. It's an a, it wasn't an S, just A. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, the neat, the neat thing about the car is it's basically, and you're going to hear this from every single person who reviews it, the it's the same size as a B5 A4. Right. But it's 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 a tidy package design wise, and everybody everyone's going to say the design is boring. But one of the nights we were there, the head designer Danny Garand sketched his ideas for the car in front of us live. Danny Garand does not sound German it. enough. Well, because he's French, uh. um, <laughs> so he was uh, he's talking about the car, and you can it's it's interesting to hear an engineer talk about a car, but to hear a designer talk about his car, it's for me it's a whole different place because it's it's. He connects his passion into just some of the lines and creases he put in that car, and it makes some of those elements pop to me when I see that. Um, I love I love hanging out with car designers. The yeah, the guy was it was so cool that he just knocked that sketch out. Yeah. and uh, you know then just the way the the metal sweeps underneath the headlamps, and then the two character lines how it continues past the door line. So he's got the details going on too. He was talking about that. Yeah, that's really he cool. was diving into it. It was it was really neat to see, and it helped make the car stand out a little bit for more for me but i know once it starts to circulate in southern california and it will i'm really not going to be able to sell tell the like difference. crazy around here so is it priced the same as the cla the base price is 29.9 the thing wow. with that though is the car at 29.9 you'd actually buy because it has panoramic sunroof standard it has really? the seven inch screen standard it has a power driver seat standard LED daytime running lights, like a few really nice options that you get, and then the base sound system's okay, uh, good enough. It's just that the one above it is 
friggin' awesome. It's the Bang and Olufsen. And it's not expensive. It's eight eight hundred bucks. Uh, it's a, yeah. It's not like the uh, wait. The Bang and Olufsen is eight hundred bucks. I think it's it might like, be eight hundred and fifty. But it's not the one from the AA. Don't think that. right. Or it doesn't have to like the Rising. But they had like Bang and Olufsen at the event and to give you a demo of the car. Um, and it's neat to hear the music. But then, which is something. This is something you can't really do to get full because it's surround sound. But most um, digital music isn't split into surround sound tracks. So it doesn't send music like true surround sound. They have processors that try to simulate it. So we're in park, so we popped a movie in. It was a a live Eagles concert set to surround sound. And whether you like the Eagles or not, that live music translates very well to a surround sound setup. And just, you can hear like the ring of the little chimes behind you, and then the guitar comes in from the front, and then the voice comes in from, it was, that was really impressive. Did they play the Spanish Hotel California? No, but I have that on my phone. I, I, actually, it's that's song. my favorite song to listen to as I take off in an airplane. It's the only Eagles song I can stand. <laughs> I swear to God, that's true. No, that makes sense. Um, actually, that's no, really... It imp- it's a weird thing to say. Uh, uh, whatever. It's, yeah. it's, um, I really like, I really like Daniel Olsen, and it's really cool that you can get that system for 800 bucks in the smallest Audi. But then there's also, it's also going to be the first car in North America with 4G uh, connection. Um, so you can do, you know, you don't have to rely on your phone for Pandora. And then it's also going to like Facebook and Twitter, fun- like, which is kind of stupid, but that's what people want. Um, but in terms of people actual, really want that, you know, I'd, I'd love to stand outside an alley de- dealer and just pull people who go in and check, well, check I, out Well, it cars. depends. Are you pulling the 60-year-olds or are you pulling the 30-year-olds? No, we got to go for the, we got to like, go for the hipsters. Hey, Audi Facebook and Twitter. Hipsters aren't going to buy this car. It's going to be yeah, bought for. It's going to yeah, replace can you Instagram? Can the you Instagram? new Beetle as the car of choice for sorority girls to show off that they have money. Wait, no, that was, that was for, still a CLA. And then it's going to be for fifty to sixty year old with money, empty nest people. See, that's still going to be a CLA because it looks more flamboyant, which doesn't mean a good thing. It just no, looks the more, Audi flamboyant. Look more flamboyant. No, the CLA looks yeah. more flamboyant than the A3. So that means sorority girls, and plus CLA's already got a head start in the market. So already you're seeing, like, I live in South so Cal, so, so it's all, like, Asian girls from Hong Kong whose parents have bought them, like, $40,000 CLA 250s, and they've already put Hello Kitty license plate frames around them. So the Audi A3 will be the sorority girl that you actually want to talk to, because she's a bit more sensible. Right, and, you know, because the A3 is probably a better car than the CLA. Yeah, but the CLA is the one who's going to put out. Yeah. Well, there's always a mix of German engineering. I don't know how you met your wife, lot, Jeff, but I'm just saying. <laughs> she wasn't in a sorority. <laughs> um, so... It's yeah, but the it's coming with two engines to start uh, a one point eight T and a two point T, and uh, one's about one seventy horse, one's two twenty. The thing though with the one point eight is it's front wheel drive only, and they think seventy percent of the A three sold in California will be that one. That makes sense because people don't need the Quattro. It's more expensive. It's heavier. Driving them, the, the I would imagine that the weight difference between the engines is negligible. It ha- and, you know, it's probably nothing, but the weight difference. With it's the, probably just so blowing stroke the power anyway. with the Quattro and then the slightly reduced power with the front-wheel drive, they felt so similar out on the road, which was actually really nice. So that you know that if you get the 1.8T, you're not getting the boring one. It's still, I, you know, I was hucking around some, some Northern California roads, and it felt good. Personally, just because I'd like a little more power, just because, because I'd like to get the 2.0T, Start with it and then build from there. If I was really going to buy the, one and juice it up, can you get the two point zero two front wheel drive as well? No. Okay. So, but no CVTs for any of them, which is good. All Estronic uh, um, six speeds. I guess I have to ask. Can you get a manual in Europe? Figures. Okay. But the S three is coming soon. There's going to be a cabriolet version. Um, 
it, it's a bummer though that I haven't heard any inklings of a diesel version because that that'd be a great probably get fifty miles per gallon and yeah because I drove a base A four and I was not impressed so it's really good all front wheel drive CVT yeah like that sort of thing hate machine yeah. yeah this this is more interesting than that car by far you just have a little bit less legroom I like that phrase hate machine hate machine that for works. sure now moving on to a, a different type of hate machine a car that hates its own tires. Uh, I have the Chevy SS parked outside. Is it black? Yes. It's the one I drove. Nice. Um, <laughs> it's kind of... It's still probably pretty tight, though, Jeff. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's, you I know mean, you weren't the first. There's no, there's no V-badge, so I know he wasn't thrashing it too crazily. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's both it's, awesome and just okay at the same time. I think it's great. I don't think it's great. I think great. it's really great. I think the idea of it is great. I was, I was kind of... Not impressed by the interior because you know it looks good, but like the seats all wavy and like the leathers all the stitching's all like crappy and everything. But the um, I think in that car could have been sold as a Cadillac because it looks really good and it handles pretty well. And it's it doesn't like I like smaller cars. They already obviously. sell that car. It's called the CTS. Well, they also have the ATS, but, yeah, but so they don't. I don't think they need anything in between. I think it makes sense to bring it over as a Chevy because right. then they can. It, did you realize it's the first rear-wheel drive? Chevy sedan with a V8 since 1996. Yeah, that's insane. That I mean, yeah, you had a Pontiac this and you had you know whatever. Uh, well, it's 18 years, so. Uh, 17. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I don't know. I suck at math. 16. Oh, the 16. answer is 1998 to 2014. 1996 to 2014. Oh, that's 18. Yeah, exactly. See. Okay, but uh, it's so it's a long. Basically, <laughs> I think I'm gonna say this in my review, but I'm gonna that's enough time that someone's been born, grown up into an awful teenager who listened to awful pop music, and, can and be, had a whole life. In that time span, there has been no rear-wheel drive Chevy. And they can be a sorority girl in a CLA in that time span. They could just have become a sorority girl. The last time there was a rear-wheel drive Chevy V8 sedan. That's yeah. kind of crazy. Um, but but it's, also, it's, you specified with a V8 as well, so that's just like kind of like perfect worlds colliding and everything. Yeah, but that's what they used to make. And then Cadillac, thankfully, still makes them... Um, Pontiac had one for a little bit, uh, but it's nice. It, I like the idea that this car is here. It's probably going to be here for one more year. I think they initially speculated that they were, we were going to bring over fifteen to twenty thousand, and then the last number I heard was two thousand. Yeah, that's how many they'll sell. Yeah, because one, they haven't been marketing it at all, except for it bursting the flames of it being on the five hundred, and then two, it's going to be a limited edition car that you should have just been there to snap up, like the one M. You know? Yeah. If if you, you just just be like you had to be there, man. I remember the I remember the SS, man. You just had to be there. Yeah, but they should. I, I mean, I wish they could just upgrade or just throw the powertrain into the Impala or or even the Malibu and make that just a Malibu SS that's just cuckoo bananas. Uh, that would be sweet and it'd be awesome in the Impala. And uh, I think people would understand it at that price point where you know because the car I'm driving is about forty seven because it's the one with the one or two options that you can get. Um, it's really a forty two forty one thousand dollar. That's the thing. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's. It, I, I think it the looks, seats looks, are a little yeah. cheesy with the fake. They. I think that's supposed to be fake things for. Oh, those um, are so uh, bad. I forgot about those. Stupid. Fake race belts. Are they fake. Those have holes There's in no them. Holes. They're supposed to have holes in them. Right. It's like at nighttime, people will look and go, "Oh, he can have harnesses." It's so weird. What? It's such a dumb thing. The steering's not great. 
Um, it's a little vague because it, I, I. It's it's numb, I, but it's I heavy. Really and it's kind of accurate. It's, it, but it's 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 appropriately heavy, but there's not a lot of feel. I right. wish they would have used a hydraulic unit instead of an electronic unit. I, I thought because I, I drove it uh, down from Los Angeles Crest when it started to snow during the shoot for nice. it, and so I drove it through the canyons when it rain when it's raining, and I was going quicker than I expected, comfortably, and um, yes, was able to feel the road enough where. Like, I mean, I was going quicker than, you know, the speed limit, sure. and I felt fine with it. And I, to me, that meant a lot, that I could feel that through the car in the rain and felt the traction mm-hmm. and felt very comfortable with it. That's true. Um, and I, I was I was driving, and we were shooting it today up on Ortega Highway, and I, I was able to go quick uh, for something that felt that heavy, but it, you had to give the suspension a second to set up for corners. And, you know, even though it's McPherson and Multilink, it just felt like everything was slightly delayed in that. Well, it's a little softer. I mean, it's, you know, think it's of your market, though. It's, it's got to be like a cruiser. It's got to be a commuter. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be GT it's a, it's a really good, subtle cruiser with some punch. Mm-hmm. But, it, but that can also handle a canyon road, if need be. I didn't think it felt that big, too. It doesn't feel like hulking mm-hmm. or anything. Not at all. So. It felt a little big to me. Yeah. we got to get um, rid of the chrome. You definitely need to get rid the of the chrome. chrome is really chrome cheesy. Wheels. But I think black, with even with the chrome wheels, it looks kind of classy. I think it looks good in black, not in that weird olive color well, that it, Zach and Matt had. Well, it's definitely gross. the black with the chrome wheels is perfect for the Target demo. Oh, yeah. Um, so Barry Jackson. Chrome? Wheels? I can't believe chrome's still around. Uh, yeah, honestly, gunmetal wheels would look good with that wheel design. So, there you yeah. go. That's um, what the kids like these days. So, <laughs> speaking about more cars coming up, we're giving it another go. With the Morgan three-wheeler, yeah. rescheduled, fixed, ready to go this Friday. Then they just have to fix a ground wire. Uh, they had, to, but they also took the time to upgrade to some some comfort package while it was in the shop. I, I I'll get more info on comfort it. Comfort package means they they went to uh they, means they went to Bed Bath and Beyond and bought one of those lumbar pillows. <laughs> no, they said there's this whole package upgrade that they did to the thing, but I'll find out more when I get the car on Friday. Cool. Um, either way, I'm excited to give that another shot. Uh, I'm hoping it was a fluke, even though I know we'll see. I, I, <laughs> my 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 spirits are high, um, and then after that, I, after, even though I, I was bitching you out because I was so jealous of you getting the Acura NSX, I'm gonna get the Acura NSX too. Jeff's just riding my coattails I all am. the way through. So now I need to get the Dean the Dean and the Dinah. How do how do you pronounce Dinah, it? Dinah. Dinah. You pronounce it wrong the entire Dinah. time. Dinah. Dinah. I need a Deenan. I heard um, people used to be like, no, it's hey, pronounced Hey, look at that Dinan. sweet Deenan. Deenan. Uh, Dinan. So I need to get on that train as well. But you've been yeah. driving some other cool shit because you just did Exotics Racing. I did, yeah. Um, basically, they opened in, they have a location in Vegas. They opened in Fontana. Basically, you pull into the main gate at Fontana and they're just right there on the side. They have a permanent track. They actually dug up the pavement around the parking lot for this track. Really? They're putting, yeah. They're putting in new apex curbs eventually because they ha- still have to and they're building so, a permanent facility so there, essentially. When you, when you said you pull in, you go right to the right, that big open spot? Yeah, that gigantic parking lot. Wow. They, they, um, they still have to use the parking lot for a few NASCAR races for now, but they're going to build a permanent location there. And it's a very well-run place. It's kind of, think of it as K1. You pay, <laughs> you pay like at least 250 bucks for five laps with an exotic car. And then if you want to add more laps, you keep going. You want to drive other cars, you keep going. You get packages. You can pay up to like three grand and drive like eight cars Five laps each, just forty laps. My, my friend did that. It was his wedding gift from his wife's family. That's the sort of thing. And he yeah. was like, "What should I do?" And he got to drive like six cars. He was so yeah. stoked. Oh. I drove a Gallardo Superleggera, which was great. I actually got to drive with my former roommate Sonny, 
Oh, why is he's he? a teacher out there? He's an instructor. You always drive with an instructor, and um, the instructor—it's—it's a, it's a 1.2 mile course, very easy to learn. There's a really challenging corner in the back that's basically you gotta line up three apexes, and then um, coming up there's a big front straight, and I went I went 80 miles an hour down the front straight, but I later rode with a drift guy because there's another package you can buy for 99 bucks you go out in the Z06 and just drift the entire course but ride along laps. ride along yeah uh, and it, well yeah but the guy's really good and like he freaked out this woman that was before me awesome. and then he was doing 95 down the straight and then just slid it in around the corner so um my, my former roommate is a uh, race driver at 949 racing and he's been to Thunder Hill three times so he was helping me out instructing and I was like bro look this is his job <laughs> And then it was a uh, it's very well Excuse run me. I'm a journalist. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, how dare uh, you? these are two more cylinders than you used to, Frank. Uh, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's a fun car with wildly uncomfortable seats. Yes. Um, now, you, I, I know you mentioned there was something else you wanted to talk about uh, pertaining to uh, the I can't pronounce it right. The oh, rally right. Of the, the, gazelles. the Rally des Gazelles. It's sponsored. I, I, I believe is a French optical company that sponsored the entire thing. But it's it's a it is a week long excursion from Casablanca. To the ocean of uh, Western Morocco. The and ocean of Western Morocco. Yes, it's a coastal. It's cold. But it's the coast. Yeah, but what's the ocean uh, called? The ocean, I believe. We only have a few the, choices here. It's the Atlantic Ocean. There you go. There's Thank <laughs> you. There's an ocean there. Yes, um, it is the Mid Atlantic, and then you basically, basically, it's a, it's women only can enter this rally, and they've been doing it since 1990. Next year is the 25th anniversary. And they actually asked me last year if I wanted to go to Morocco, and I was like, well, obviously. But then that kind of fell through the cracks, as it happens. So it's very impressive. They get um, basically 160 teams, two women per car, one's navigating, and they have to find their way from checkpoint to checkpoint with no, no GPS and no support vehicles. And they basically just get a compass and a map, and they have to just dead reckon it all, all the way across dunes and mountains and rivers. They're just asking directions for a thousand miles. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. It's really cool. Um, yeah, and it, it's happening already. Or it, they they left they left France. They left Paris. I think like three days ago, and they took a ferry to they took a ferry from Barcelona to Casablanca, and they left. I think two days ago. Nice. So by the end of the week, they uh, will be by this ocean that is called the Atlantic. <laughs> and um, they basically go past the Algerian border all the way across the, on the edge of the Western Sahara. And it's very, very cool. That's awesome. It's a, it's a big deal in like Europe, but no one in America has heard of it. Until I've my Auto Week article. Of it because uh, I know uh, one of our friends, I think she was either there covering it or she rode along uh, a year ago, or a couple years ago. Uh, Michelle Naranjo did something with the Rally Gazelle really? a couple years back. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, um, exactly. So, news on a project car front, and it's not the wagon. No? It's the Civic. Oh, yeah, yeah, I read that. You know, I actually posted that onto our Auto Week um, One Lap of the Web feature. Awesome. Daily thing that you should be reading, because it's the only place where I get to do my best John Phillips impression. Fantastic. So, there's, yeah... A project that has been just kind of sitting, doing nothing. Basically, you pawned it off to some poor suckers at a high school. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, they reached out to me. Uh, really? Thank you, Richard. That's pretty uh, great. The, the teacher, uh, Richard, is uh, a podcast fan of us podcast. and the smoking tire. Oh, we will at some point. Good. Because um, I've always wondered, I've never, I never took a uh, shop class in high school. Me either. So I want to see what kind of shenanigans they teach and teach those kids. Well, the cars, the cars at Norco High School. Uh, and it's getting work done. I got some updates on it today. Um, 
we're gonna get you know some mechanical stuff fixed. We're gonna get some body and, and paintwork stuff fixed. We're, the car is gonna come back to life, kind of. We might even do a few upgrades while it's up there. Some really, really, really minor. It didn't stuff. really seem that bad when like I drove it, and uh, obviously it was kind no, of no. It, it drives. Car. It drives fine. Um, it needs a new clutch, I think. Um, okay. The alternator was toast, so that's why the battery was so so dead. Uh, the right, the passenger door was actually punched in a little bit. Um, oh. So that's why, if you ever notice, if you open that door, it, when it gets to a certain point, it goes bang. Did you ever notice that, Zach? Okay. So it would do that occasionally. Um, so they're going to fix that. They're going to buff out all the scratches that are in various parts. Are you going to replace the front bumper? Front bumper, hood, grill, um, all of it. They're replacing those, right? Not like plastic. No, no, we're replacing. Okay, cool. Um, we're, and so we're doing it right. Um, while it's up there, I might even throw some wheels and tires at it. You should You should probably. I, I, but I kind of don't want to. I almost want to take. Shouldn't. You kind of shouldn't. I kind of want to take the, uh, <laughs> the hubcaps off. And just run the black steel wheels, and that'd then do cool. some white letter tires. <laughs> oh, that'd be bitch. It would be kind of cool. You should also recharge the nitrous bottles. <laughs> they actually have nitrous in it right now. Really? Yes. Um, it Sweet. doesn't make that big a difference. But so, <laughs> wait, did you ever hit the button in the nitrous? Yeah, I thought I, I talked about it. Oh, that's cool. It's not that crazy. It no. just gets a little bit louder and a little bit quicker. But it's oh, that's it's, really all that matters. It's not it's that, that big a difference. Um, so I have hit it a couple times. It's it's it does get louder. Did though, you say sure. did you say too soon, Junior? Did, you, did <laughs> you win any pink slips? No, no. I, I had to get the car ready for race. You didn't take Jesse's car. Um, no, because no. Uh, no, then he would have been shot. At the end. Spoiler alert. But uh, I'm excited though that this car is finally doing something. I That's felt great. so bad that it was he. That he came out Saturday morning. He had his own trailer. We loaded it up, um, and uh, we're getting it in gear. That's and, great, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Great. I'm very excited to get this. It thing is a moving. cool car. You know, are it's you gonna so leave? Fun. Are you gonna leave the SI badges off because it's yes. gonna get stolen that way? I'm definitely leaving the badges off. Okay. Uh, I mean, there are. I'm not paying for new SI badges. Fuck that. Are they badges or stickers? Probably stickers. I think they're stickers. But I'm not paying for new stickers either. No. Um, so th- there's another guy too who's involved in it who does custom wrap work. Ooh. But he doesn't want to do the custom wrap work because it'd be a little too pricey. But he might do some custom stickers for the car. So stay tuned to find out more about that. I'm not sure where we're. I just heard that today, so I don't know what that means yet. But if we can get some cool you universe put, graphics on you like put the enough, side, you put enough stickers on there. It's gonna be a wrap. one sticker. It's gonna be a wrap. Well, I'm not gonna Corbin the hood. Um, <laughs> what's a cool universe graphic? All of them, Zach. The, the, All yes. of them are cool. Hooniverse.com. Um, says the guy who wears a Hooniverse T-shirt in almost every uh, video, which <laughs> I actually appreciate and love seeing. That's, a, that's actually true, and I know you're selling thousands of them. I am. I'd like to right. cut you, at some you'll point. You'll get one, yeah. Can I have a um, Hooniverse I did t-shirt? see, the last one I saw was when they did their uh, A8 mileage thing, and he was wearing a Hooniverse shirt. But I, I think I lost my Hooniverse shirt. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, I'm about to order some more. So. Sweet. Um, Hold on. on. On an aside, do you remember when Merle Martin did the Project Car Hell t-shirts at Jaloptic? That was all yeah, stenciled? Yeah, I had one, and it came to me with a hole in it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Well, that makes sense. Because he gave one to me, and I, I thought that was like the greatest thing that I've ever had to do at the time. Because I was still, I think, like freshman year of college. Oh God! Yeah. Little, little guy. Well, 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 yeah. um, yeah. But a lot of people have been asking about the other Hooniverse Project car, the Wombat. Uh, and I wish I had an update for you. Unfortunately, the shop where it's been being worked on has had a few big projects come in, right. and so we're waiting for two of those to clear so that um, they can. Devote time to the car. What are the projects? Something uh, cooler than yours? Yeah, like old Cadillacs and just like really cool old muscle and hot rod and, and some other stuff. Um, so once once two of those cars get out of the way, people can pick them up. They go off to paint. They're going to start cranking on our car. They have to. So we have to measure the steering for the custom steering, which is going to be unisteer, 
and then uh, uh, Brassworks Radiators up in Northern California is going to help us out with some, some cooling issues. We've got to get them some measurements. Once we get that, we'll know exactly where the engine's going to sit so we can start locking that down. Um, the, the rear suspension's in. Uh, the tires and wheels have to go on, but that takes fucking, what, 30 minutes once the, the tires are mounted on the wheels? Because are you do, um, using different hubs too, right? No. No? I don't need to use different hubs. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah. The only problem is, though, the center caps for the wheels don't fit. But so leave that them off. They look cool without yeah, them. Exactly. Um, so Wait, does the engine fit in the fr- between the frame rails? So easily, it's not even funny. The really? big problem is the transmission. What about, uh, you need custom motor mounts, I assume, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but the transmission, we're going to have to cut the tunnel a little bit. The transmission is huge compared to the old transmission. All right. Um, but what the, transmission is it again? The one that came, I think it's OM617 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, six-speed manual? No, no, no. It's five a four-speed speed auto. Oh, the one that's going in. Yeah. Yeah, five-speed auto. Oh, okay. The one from a Dodge Ram. That's why it's so big. Right, that makes sense. Um, so, unfortunately, no major news, but, I mean, we're just waiting. It's We're probably going to start moving forward, or the shop is, by next week. So, stay tuned for that's that. It's really not that much time to wait for it to sit, so that's good. No, 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 it's yeah. fine. It's, it's covered up. And why are you making Jalopnik cry by being a, jur- a journalist building a wagon project with an automatic? How dare you? Uh, because it just, I mean, I'm not taking this, I, I don't know, it's because it's what works easier to I don't want to cut the floor. I you don't you know, want to keep it sleeperish. And then also, when I'm just cruising, I want to cruise. Jeff, stop being rational. Put a manual in it. Oh, good. What? Well, the sound went away all of a sudden, and it's, it's this battery. It's not oh. that battery. Okay. We just had a sound issue for a second, folks. Whoa. But producer... Clapman says we're good. I'm on it. Clapman. I got it. Get that shit done. Clapman to the rescue. So, yeah, I don't, I don't need a manual He's, in the car. Clapman is the worst it. superhero. Because <laughs> all he does is just has to clap. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it to your mother. That's me. And your mother. And your that's sister. a different type of Clapman. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought that's too. what you were implying. Um, no, it kind of was. So, we got some other news, too. Uh, if you guys remember the show Drift Chronicles by the guy Drift Idiot... Yes. He did a couple yeah. things. We, we co-sponsored that last year. So our, our, we are we in the title. It was Drift Idiot. Right. Uh, Drift Chronicles, he went to the different rounds and, and just put some funny, well-edited video together. Well, we're teaming back up for season two. We're uh, going to try to take it even a little further. Um, Sam, the Drift Idiot, is going to be going to the different rounds for us. And uh, and this is going to be a Hooniverse almost exclusive, not exclusive sponsorship, but it's going to be more of our baby this year. We're working more closely with Sam. Um, I mean, we're not telling him what to do because he's he the genius drift? behind it. No, that's that's something that might happen with the wagon. But okay. uh, Was he following it, specific drivers? Wasn't he following Forsberg and, and Corey? He wasn't following them, um, but he, he featured them a lot. Okay. Um, and we're going to kick things off episode one really good. Cause if, you, if anybody follows Formula Drift, last year there was some controversy. Uh, Michael Essa won, who's a, who's a really nice guy, really good drifter, but there was some controversy because the guy who was racing broke down, and then, and then this other car broke down, and then Forsberg, could, if, if somebody ran, it would, Essa would have had to compete for the championship, but because this other guy broke, he didn't, and that gave Forsberg zero chance. Right, and it's like they and had to... Forsberg and Essa were friends, and I think they're cool, but there's some, there's some rivalries there. coming up for this season of Formula Drift, so... It could be kind of awesome, and we might try to stir some shit up with episode one of the Drift Chronicles oh, season two. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Um, but something uh, kind of uh, exciting that I just did recently, um, I was in Charlotte 
And I'm not a NASCAR guy at all. Did Jeff Gordon try to kill you? No. No, it wasn't that. But I did see the, the Travis was getting a lot of shit for that because they said it was a fake cap number. Because they say I everything. I saw one of the caps with that exact Yeah, exactly. And they say everything on the internet is staged. They were saying, like, oh, there were two antennas on the back. And they were saying Travis was the guy on the grassy knoll. And he never put us on the moon. He was the guy on the sound stage. And it turns out they, they recorded it with... You know, Jeff driving, and then they did a couple other practice rounds, and they spliced the footage together, they had two cars, Travis was not on the grassy knoll because of the angle of the bullet that hit JFK, etc., 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 so... I'm, I'm pretty good, I'm pretty good friends with Travis. And I like Travis, and too. I, I talked to him, I mean, I was IMing him the, right when it came out, and I said, is this real? He goes, it's a thousand percent real. And I, I actually, watching it, the first time I watched it, I got uncomfortable in the scene when he screams and kicks the glass, because I was watching my friend... React be a giant, like, be a, no, well, a life-threatening <laughs> situation. I like that he really fought, like, a little bit for a second. I like, I like all these dudes on Awful who are like, oh, pfft, dude, if I were in that situation, man, I would have fucking Tons kicked his ass, Tons of people said they were broken through, subdued the driver. It's like... Travis is a big dude, too. I'm sure he would have kicked through that partition. Although uh, he was he was going sideways. I think in that circumstance, you, you wait and see what happens. Because if you kick through a window and jump out, you could die. Right. Or if you kick the partition, you just, just wait and see and figure it out, you know? Right. I mean, who knows how people would react. But the scream was fun. Uh, <laughs> and the screenshots were great. That's not why I was in Charlotte. I, was, uh, I actually got to go to the Hendrix uh, Motorsports Compound. Is that? Okay. Which was kind of fucking amazing. I bet. Um, like I said, not a NASCAR guy. I don't knock NASCAR, but it's not it's not my thing. Um, I mean, there is skill involved in winning those races. It's not just going left. You're doing it at high speeds in close. You're, you're doing 200 miles an hour around and over, turning left while there's a car like three inches off your bumper. But they also run road courses too. And, and but the thing that's at, still tough. The thing yeah. at the compound was we got to go where the public doesn't go. We got to see them putting the car together, d- designing them, all types of shit that I mean, no cameras allowed. Right. Uh, is this the secret museum you couldn't talk about? No, no, no. That's separate part. I'm talking about we were in the garages where they're building Dale Jr. and Jimmy Johnson uh, and uh, Casey Kane. And did, you, did you steal a motor for the Wombat? I wish. Uh, that would be awesome. I got to build one. They let me build a motor. Really? But you see the, the, the frame guys they have to build these cars to. The seat that they use it looks like a seat out, out of a Formula 1 car. Do you the get tech a, involved in these cars is way more than just V8 rear wheel drive. Do you get a little AMG plaque that says Jeff, built by Jeff Glover? No, no. Uh, also, did you learn? so clean. The garages. Oh yeah, any pro team, their their garages like a hospital. But did you learn special engine building stuff? Like, like I remember building an engine, and the guy I worked with was like a, a savant, and he's like, I grease these things. You know, he had these tricks. No, of, like, because put we were this going re- for time. Uh, um, and I've never built an engine. Are they actually going to use your engines, or are they not no. going to for liability? So it, they broke us into two teams, and we raced. Um, and uh, we, my team won. We did it in forty-two minutes. Um, yeah, they're probably not going to use those engines for liability. Well, no, but we fired them up. They were on engine dyno stands, so we yeah. fired each engine up and revved them. So that was kind of, they sounded so good. Yeah. Um, and then they had to shut them down because there's no oil in there, so the, the, like, the heat coming off the engine was insane. Right. Uh, but it's cool that they fired them up. That's really cool. And you can see one of the guys, after one of the engine runs, he goes, like he wiped his forehead because he didn't think the va- like the rods were sitting seated in the cups right. He was nervous well, about was like $300,000 racing right. engines. Well, no, these were like, these were their, no, these were pretty basic parts. Um, okay. But they, it was still, uh, you know, uh, the composite block that, or the you know, the forged block that they used. And it, was, it was neat. It was neat to do. So what are, what are some things about NASCAR that most people wouldn't know? Because you said they used some like advanced components, and you know, this is on the one hand. All the drivers went to Oxford. Nobody knows that. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh well, so did George W. Bush. Ooh, political. Anyway, he said because you were saying they used a 
advanced parts, and then most people, you know, this is a sport that only got rid of carburetors and leaded gasoline, like, within the last decade or something. Yeah. So, on the one hand, you think it's basic, but on the other hand, they've taken basic stuff and refined it. So, on one hand, it still is basic. It still is a V8 and rear-wheel drive and, you know, a manual gearbox. But it's, um, the, the materials they're working with are pretty amazing. And then one thing that was neat that uh, the Hendricks team does is they don't use vinyl. All their cars are painted. Huh. It weighs less. And they have a paint sponsor, so they, they had booths for... That was kind of Hendrix, shocking. Hendrix, they go for Dale Jr.? The Dale Jr., Jimmy Johnson, uh, I think it's Casey Kane, I think his name is, and one other. There's, there's four teams in-house. Who? They do do Jeff Gordon. Oh, so, so it's DuPont. Yeah. And so they have so There's four teams, and then two teams are in each main building. But then they also build tons of engines for other race teams. Like Stuart Haas is almost all Hendrix components. So they feel like if the Stuart Haas team wins, you know, some of the guys don't like to say it, but that's still a win for Hendrick. But that's all uh, Chevy-sponsored parts, Chevy. I engine. believe so, yeah. Right. Um, can I just say that I love Jeff Gordon? And, um, you I can? Just, uh, yes, I, I, grew up, I grew up being a huge Jeff Gordon fan. So. From Massachusetts? Yeah. Wow. I lived in Illinois, man. Okay. Last time. Okay. Goddamn right. Uh, it was it was Alex Jackson, so, four trucks. So getting to see but another amazing part was the gym facility. Zach, you would love this. <laughs> Because it's not, um, it's it, these pit crew guys have to be in insane shape. The, most of them are now ex athletes who couldn't go pro. So the gym facility is ridiculous. We saw one of the pit crew in there just in doing their routine and you know just swinging crazy kettlebells, hammering, just really CrossFit-y, uh, fit stuff that is good for motion and strength. And well, it's probably like 120 degrees in the pit, right? And you know they have to be high 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 heavy, right. but, you know all that Extra. stuff. Um, so their fitness routine is insane. They teamed up with Under Armour, and Under Armour helped them build an outside portion too, so they can train outside. Um, Have you seen a new Under Armour commercial where the guys running through like the aircraft boneyard in Arizona, and there's like, there's like astronauts, and there's like Amelia Earhart, and there's a bunch of it's really it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll take your word for that. That's weird. Uh, but yeah, it's like an entire history of aviation. Just you know, do some deadlifts so you can move they those tires. They had a practice area for the pit. Crew, um, mm-hmm. for the actual pit stops where the cars come in and then they, they have different mar- markings on the ground because some pit stop pit zones at different courses are smaller or wider or narrower so they have to be able to know which one they're going to um, and it was neat seeing the amount of uh, camber they run in the front it's crazy the camber they have set up and then the guy guiding us around could tell if it was a road course or, or an oval course real quickly just by looking at the lower fascia because the road course cars need way more air into the brakes which makes tons of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually surprised to know they, that they use AP Racing brakes. So score one for Steve Millen and the Stillman guys, because those are some serious brakes. Um, oh, so yeah, those are, like, the highest level brakes probably right. on the planet. But and you find them in strange places. But it's mostly who's the guy, main, they're mostly the main distributor, right? Those, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, because every race, there's always a huge crash that takes out, like, half the field, and all these cars crash, like, every race. How many cars do they build per driver? And when a car crashes, do they like just rebuild it or do they just build a new one? I forget the number. I asked them how many cars they go through in a season, and the number was impressive. And then each engine, every race, it lasts once. It's torn down and rebuilt. Wow. Because um, they're running them at between 9.5 to 10. If it's if it's a serious course, they can go all the way up to like 10,500 RPMs. Right. Those V8s. That's, that's pretty awesome. How big are those V8s anyway? Um, shit. I don't remember. They're not that big. I really should know more. They're not that big, um, but they're like I think they're 900 horsepower motors. 
Nice. Uh, but so the another crazy thing though, we got to go into Rick Hendrick's actual private museum, and this is invitation only. No, no cameras. You know, big deal. No one's allowed in there. The lobby had four C7 beds, two coupes, two convertibles. Each one, respectively, is number one and two up the line. There's also this massive NASCAR trophy that you know, 20 feet tall. The story is that they use it for a NASCAR banquet, is you know, the stage prop. And Rick asked if he could borrow it for when they were building the building. So they're like, yeah, yeah, you can borrow it. When he got it there, he had to build the lobby around that so that it couldn't come out, and then he redid the bottom. So then they came to visit. They're like, is that our trophy? And he ushered them into the next room. He wow. just actually, I, they said he turned and walked away. He that is exactly how Vladimir Putin stole Bill, Bill Belichick's Super Bowl ring. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how that happened. So you go to the next room, and it's a big office. But you look, and so you've seen coffee table, engine coffee tables. Right. This room has an entire, I think, I forget what year. The wall is C2 built C2 Corvette chassis under a glass table. So that's a pretty big coffee table. It's huge. It's like a banquet table. It was yeah. Rick Hendrick's first Corvette. They found it years later. Jesus. The body was beyond repair, so someone came up with the idea to turn the whole damn chassis, engine, gearbox, Holy gas, shit. all the way to the gas tank, um, wheels, tires, or no, no brakes, they turned it into a coffee table. Yeah, cool. you can fit a lot of auto leak issues on that table. <laughs> they said if you fill it with fluids, it'll turn over. But then you <laughs> go into, awesome. you walk, so then you go through, through this door in the next room, and it opens up, and it's one of those car collections where there's period pieces where... You know, there's a, a firehouse in one corner. This is all indoors. There's a working minted Dairy Queen with a blizzard machine. Only Rick Hendricks is allowed to operate it, but if you're there, he'll hook you up with a blizzard. So I guess he really likes ice cream and he has grandkids. And I think that's that's, that's worth it just cool. to go to the museum, just to go to the blizzard. So Shit, that's the best Dairy Queen on the planet. Any no. important Corvette you could think of is in there. It's mostly Corvettes. It's 90% Corvettes, so you have to like Corvettes to see it. Citroen. You know, uh, What's no. that? Citroen SM. There's no SM. There's like tons of old Camaros, too. But then there was like an odd car, like a 458 Ferrari in there. So um, uh, no sinkholes open up these days. No, no. Um, but, the, but the quality of the Corvettes he had were unbelievable. Just some amazing, amazing cars. Nothing that's unrestored? Everything in there was spotless. Okay. Cool. Uh, there was nothing. I mean, I guess there's I like two that. other warehouses of stuff that filters in. But um, there was a miniature drive-in movie theater in there where there was a bunch of Corvettes parked watching a movie. Actually, it was a, it was a Brad Paisley music video shot there. That makes sense. <laughs> that's, that's probably the most American thing you can ever say, is that a country star shot a music video in a room full of Corvettes owned by a NASCAR guy. That's there great. was a candy yeah, shop NASCAR in the team. corner, like an old-timey newsstand candy shop. Stock. I wanted to reach over and grab a Butterfinger so fucking You know, if this wasn't Rick Hendricks, this was this guy that owned all this would just be really creepy. But it's Rick Hendricks, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's one degree away from Michael Jackson. Like, if it's some guy that just happens to have, like, a gigantic model railroad next to his working Dairy Queen, that would be really creepy. But no, it's Rick Hendricks and, and it's Corvette, so, so it's cool. one of my friends, the one I go to Meekum with every year, has a standing invite to come check this museum out. He hasn't done it yet, so I'm texting him, like, guess what, and guess what. And, since, and this is, you know, a, a 55, 60-year-old man. He's like, fuck you, shut up, I don't want to hear from you. He was so jealous of where I was because he's a massive Corvette guy. So for him, I was in, you know, Mecca. Um, it was pretty awesome. Everybody who worked there was super friendly. Uh, it was cool. And then in the gift shop, we went to the gift shop and we got these massive... So wait a minute. This is Hunt an invite... Had Daytona winners and then wrecked cars on display, so that was kind of cool. So this is an invite-only museum open not to the public, but only to, like, you know, a handful of people per year, and it has a gift shop. No, no, no. The gift shop is... It's a, so the whole Hendrick compound... 
is yeah. like six buildings. So okay. the museum is off in the corner, and then the gift shop is in a totally different building. Yeah. So gift, shop, gift shops people, open to everyone. People, I, I saw somebody in the parking lot with a truck that said "Just Married." That's so if you're in a NASCAR, and you're I think that was Brad Paisley. Yeah, that must have been Brad Paisley. Um, and I, I, the irony was it was a Nissan Frontier. I had to bail on the second day because the whole reason we were there was because uh, um, Hendrix and Valvoline teamed up, and uh, Dale Jr. and Jimmy Johnson were running this contest where each was building a truck. And I can't say what those trucks look like because the contest isn't over yet because people online are trying to figure out what their trucks are going to look like. Yeah, right, okay. And the winner of the whole thing gets his uh, a truck for him. Um, and I had to bail on the second day because I had to go to the Audi event. But you were going to get to meet uh, Dale and Jimmy, and I guess it was awesome. They were going to do. They were going to rip up and down the, the drag strip in their trucks. So I had to, I, I I, had to go to that. I rag, so. on, I rag on Dale Jr. for advertising literally everything under the sun. So I think if I met him, he'd probably punch me in the face. Nice. Or I'm go, sure he's heard of you. Oh, yeah, so uh, exactly. Or go, no, he wouldn't. Who are you? Yeah, yeah exactly. It'd just be really awkward. It's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You're, yeah, but I also got to see another insane collection this week. Uh, and Matt saw it, too. The Audi, oh, no, at the Audi A3 event, there's right. a collection by this guy named John Mozart. It's invite only, again. Can you say anything about it? Because like a bunch yeah, of people are posting on Facebook about, I'm in a secret place I can't tell you about, you, but I, I'm still posting it on Facebook. All I could say, all, they made us put stickers over our cameras on our I'll tell you what cars I saw because they were fucking. I, I've seen some cool car collections. This was on the first thing you see when you was walk in. Was there a Citroen Seven Two Fifty Ferrari hmm. uh, GT uh, in 1989? It sold for 18 million. Was it a Lusso? Whoa! Yeah. Was it a Lusso? I don't know if it was a Lusso or not. Um, there was uh, some pre-war cars this way, and then there were just some, it was just tons of crazy. There was a Lister, probably a, a short beautiful race. racing Lister. Okay. Um, there was shit. What I'm if my mind's gonna go blank because. You can't take. So, who is this John Mozart guy? I have no idea. Is he idea. actually related to Wolfgang no, Amadeus? I, I, I don't think so. I mean, like, if he is, that's amazing. But right. uh, I have no idea. But the, the caliber of cars and just how perfect they were. These cars were beautiful, beautiful cars. Um, I, I guess there are some pictures online. If you Google it, every now and then some of his stuff pops up. Pops up but he's not a Pebble Beach guy. He doesn't bring his stuff out. He just has it in this beautiful building. And we had dinner in there, and it was it was ridiculous. The cool. collections were unbelievable. Did he meet John Mozart? Nope. Huh. That is really mysterious. I think he's a super fan. Yeah, I think it's got to be a nice collection fan. of cars. His cars were just wickedly, wickedly awesome. We, we met a guy a couple days ago who, uh, his dad started the quail, like, the, the event. So did you? And we're like, oh, wow, so we, we met never... the guy from the quail. We met his kid. I mean, his right. kid's like 30, but he was oh, like... his dad's still doing it. Yeah, he, but he showed us pictures of their garage uh, back home, and it's very like it looks like a boathouse but gigantic and with all the you know 20 feet in between each car with like old like bentley's and you know all this kind of old stuff and building one but um I've been to the quail. very very cool yeah I, we, we've never been either and he's like i'll get you passes he's like we can go in the helicopter <laughs> like, oh God. we heard hold this on, last hold year on, hold on give me his this, contact the, info, the singer guys i am not these. gonna pass off that i'm not that person son of a bitch no man it's just not my place to do that but, <laughs> oh, but uh we we're talking Jack to the guys from singer last okay. year and they were like, I think they met this guy randomly at the historic races. Like, they just met him. And then he was like, oh, we're going to go over to the quail. Do you guys want to go? And they're like, yeah, sure. How, how are you going to get there? And it's like, helicopter. And there's like a helicopter for some people. They fly from Laguna Seca to the quail. Oh, right. And I've heard of that. I remember, I think Kaz from, uh, from Singer was getting on hesitantly because he was worried he was going to be like charged at the other end for like a thousand dollars like i can't afford a helicopter just everybody's clear <laughs> so it's just it's their it's their awesome shuttle 
So if we get to do that, it's gonna blow yeah, my mind. Yeah, because last year I was at Concorso with Taliana while the quail was happening, and everyone on social media was like, "Whoa, a helicopter just landed!" Yeah. In the... I think um I think I was talking to Victor Muller, he a uh, spiker, and he was like, "Yeah, there was a helicopter." By the way, everybody, stay tuned. A couple weeks this year, there might be some big plans afoot that we cannot reveal. Are you finally gonna storm the? Are you finally gonna storm the golf course in a DKW? No, but but <laughs> no. No, we're not going to do that, because that would be awesome, but I thought you were about to reveal... In big full, plans. big, red, one regalia? Yes. <laughs> um, so, no, we have big plans, and that's all I can say. I'm not going to say anymore, because I don't want to ruin it, because it'll be too awesome, and uh, whatever. Probably arrested. Uh, but, so... He's paying for a dinner at the Dairy Queen. Yeah. That's the plan. So, we've had some, some uh, good trips lately. Would you uh, like a milkshake? Some cool stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, anything cool coming up? Um... I'm getting a GTR in a few weeks, nice. which is going to be great, because one, is a 2015, so it's going to be infinitely better than every GTR before. Right? No. Okay. Um, and other than that, I'm, I'm not really doing much. Oh, actually, this week I'm going to the Mullen Museum to watch the oh, yeah. replica Bugatti 100P fly yeah. for the first time at the Oshkosh Air Club. I'll Bill. see you there. That'd be great. <laughs> Sweet. It's going to be cool. Um, I'm really excited about that plane, because it, it's gorgeous, and it's weird. And then next week I'm doing some... Hyundai GRC event. That sounds cool. You get to meet all the drivers of the Hyundai GRC down in El Toro. Right? Well, we'll see. And then, um, I think that's about it, really. Nice, nice. Um, I'm trying to think what I got coming up. Uh, nothing too crazy, just some fun cars. Uh, um, you met Morgan. Great, yeah, the Morgan and Barry excited. You need to go buy the go go first NASCAR next. race on Sunday, I think it is. Now, where's that? Fontana. Okay. Um, I'm driving the Morgan there. It's nice. all fit in really well. <laughs> Well, you're going to get also, smushed by a thing. Also, yeah. I'm driving a Morgan from Orange County to Fontana. It's like a two-hour drive. I would do that at midnight. No, it's not two hours. It's an hour. Just camp there. Just camp in the infield. Find a dude with an RV and be like, hey, buddy. i got to try to get in touch with Rutledge Wood and see if he can give me good parking passes. Yeah, yeah. Is that the only reason you're getting in touch with Rutledge Wood? No, I Because he's a cool guy. Just, I know. We were supposed <laughs> to meet up at SEMA for drinks, but it didn't happen. Oh, um, so, yeah, okay. so we got some fun stuff coming up and uh, and some more updates. So stay tuned for wagon updates. Stay tuned for Honda updates. Get Rutledge on the podcast. We I'm trying to. He's a busy man. Ford, we could record from his 47 Chevy step He's a man. very busy man. I'm supposed to race him when my wagon's done. Uh, oh, that makes but, sense. Uh, Can I bring my Miata? Sure, if you want to just Sweet. camera car way in the back. Uh, <laughs> I get some really shots at the rear end. Um, Blake, uh, why don't you tell everybody your, where to follow you online? Keep following me at BZ Ron, and then uh, keep reading my stuff at autoweek.com because I got some good future stories coming up. I got my 25th anniversary of the NSX story coming up. I've got a Peterson article coming up, and I, I actually toured uh, Icon and talked to Jonathan mm. Ward. So um, I can yes. talk about that. I will talk about that on the next podcast. Blake uh, is a very talented writer. <laughs> Zach, uh, my mom thinks I'm cool. Zach, treat yourself. Treat, <laughs> treat yourself. Zach is a guy who you can find on the internet. Yeah, where can we can everybody follow you? Uh, just follow me on Twitter at Zach Clapman, Z A C K K L A P. And you can watch Mark Marin make fun of him. You can. Yeah, that's true. Um, Mark Marin talked shit to me. It was one of the better days of my when? life. On Twitter. Nice. Uh, he called you a fuckface. He called me a fuckface. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you after. You gotta, yeah, we got to get him on These people don't care. All right. So but, um, and then look out. We did a Volt um, ELR comparison, and I drove. The, I was uh, doing the ELR. I was representing the ELR. So um, I'll be arguing with Matt Farah in favor of the ELR Cadillac in a few weeks. Electric Light Orchestra. Fantastic. <laughs> um, follow me on Twitter at Jay Glucker. Follow The Hooniverse at The Hooniverse. Uh, 
please spread the love of the podcast. Go on iTunes, give us a rating, give us a review. And if you want to get your own podcast, go to shoutengine.com because you can just do this. Uh, we're clearly not fancy, so you don't have to be fancy either. So go get your own damn podcast. Uh, until then, we will see you next week. There you go. Episode 51. See you later.